Hello everybody, happy Wednesday and uh, yes, we're live right now and uh, welcome to our So Far So Good with Rob Lim Brothers and uh, thank you for tuning in with us. So if you're watching um, on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram, um, do remember every round when we have a session with our guests, you are always uh, welcome to key in any uh, for questions that you want to ask relating to today's topic. So you can just key in right in the comment section down below and then later we'll feature your question uh, and then we will do our best to answer as many questions as we can. So uh, going straight to today's topic, uh, before I bring on the guests uh, of today, we have a very special guest. And uh, I think this this topic um, is a very under, understated topic because uh, a lot of people probably do not know what is uh, Chartered Surveying all about. And uh, today we have uh, a guest who is an expert uh, when it comes to Chartered Surveying. Uh, he wears many hats, so maybe just a brief introduction before I bring him on to our show. So uh, today we have Jake, and Jake is the director of Zach LC, and Zach LC uh, specializes in, in interior renovation and construction. And uh, guess what? He is also a certified chartered surveyor with RICS, which is the, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyor. And this is a worldwide recognition um, kind of uh, certification that um, once you have it, um, then you can be an official professional chartered surveyor. Uh, he is also a resident surveyor with Absolute Inspection who does um, a lot of inspection works for uh, properties that are obtaining TOP. And um, uh, the fourth hat that he's wearing is he's, he's right now an adjunct lecturer with the BCA Academy. And uh, he is... Um, at current lecturing students uh, in the diploma course with BCA Academy and he specializes in, in teaching project management and technical drawing. So he has a lot of things on his plate uh, and he's not very old. He's quite a young young dad and uh, I think I'll, I'll bring you on and then we'll, we'll, we'll chat from there. Hi, Jake. Hello, Jake. Okay. Are you here? Hey, hello. Hi, Jake. How are you? How are you hi, doing? Hi, Melvin. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, based on my introduction, I think you wear like four hats. I mean, how, how, how do you do this? How do you do this? And then you're, you're a, a father as well, you know, like how, how do you run your business yet teaching people at the same time and stuff? Yeah, maybe maybe for, for our audience, just, just give a brief introduction about, about the things that you're doing. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, thank you, thank you. Again, I'm Jake uh, from ZL Construction. Uh, this is actually a third generation family business. Right. Yeah, so we, we started really doing uh, homes, uh, F&B, uh, those uh, shop houses. But I think over the, the decade or so, we have really moved on to residential projects mostly. Yeah, then the, the other part of me is also doing uh, the charter surveying part. Yeah, so we'll talk more about the charter surveying part later, but uh, that is also because of my interest to dwell deep into the industry. Right. Yeah. Then, in terms of the teaching part, I of the nature of uh, nurturing. So, so I really like uh, teaching. So this has been a task I've been doing for the past six, seven years. This academy. So the sense of satisfaction to, to uh, nurture new uh, young adults. I think that's satisfying. Okay. Great, yeah, yeah. Then the other part about the parent. I think this is the part about <laughs> uh, having a supportive family, supporting wife. Yeah. Then. Taking the, the the fourth head as the dad, I think that is really, uh, yep, about about us. Okay, great. It's, it's it's great having you. I mean, it's not easy to find an expert in charter surveying, and I think our audience will be very keen to know what is what is this topic all about, and how can it help them 
when it comes to buying their property and when it comes to um, maybe if it's a landed before they rebuild during and after and where does chartered surveying actually comes in because I, I think this topic um, has not been well um, so-called like um, populated in the sense whereby a lot of people probably are, are not in tune with this this exact term so I, I think today is great having you Jake and uh, maybe before we dive into the topic just want to chat you know how how has how, how has like uh, COVID-19 during the circuit breaker how has it been for the the renovation industry I mean last week we had we had um, uh, last week we had uh, the co-founder of Canvas with us and then we chatted a little bit about the mm. impact that it has on people's uh, consumers renovation timeline at the same time what are the impact for for renovation contractors as well so how has it been like since uh, phase one has reopened like how has the timeline been so far for you mm. okay so um the COVID, since the COVID restart right um the whole slew of measures the application i think the direct impact is on the contractors that's for sure the main contractor but the downstream of subcontracts subcontractors i I think that these are the folks that's getting the, the brunt of the, the impact. Mm. Um, somehow, because as you go taper down the value chain, uh, these this skilled workers are usually very good in their trade. So they may not be too savvy in terms of the application the paperwork. So that, that actually has a bit of a tapering and leg effect. So as of now, uh, I, I would say that the main contractors, big boys, are more of, mostly on board already. That means they're ready to go. But uh, I would say a good 40%, 50% of the downstream, you know, the really the specialist, specialist, the actual technical folks doing the work. Mm. Uh, if they are small outfit, one, two folks, get the, all the necessary approvals uh, and all those, they, they, there's still a little bit of lag effect. Mm. So overall, um, yeah, the impact the timeline will, will be there. The other thing is also on the supply chain logistics portion. Mm. Um, so products to come from all over the world, so if we are talking about airport, seaport, there's still a direct impact. So I think uh, a word of caution is that whatever the timeline is that we agreed or, or the clients or folks are thinking of, I do do have a little bit of buffer in that. Mm. So anything from three to four weeks of buffer, I think it's uh, reasonable now. Right. So for example, if let's say somebody is renovating their condominium that they have just bought, uh, maybe before the circuit breaker and then they just receive their, their keys, to the resale property and usually i mean for condos if you are doing like some hacking works uh, of the the bathrooms and then maybe yep. laying the the entire place with vinyl tiles and and doing some uh wet works in the kitchen carpentry and stuff like that usually i mean for condominiums because of the the stricter timelines for the contractor to exit and enter the place right it's usually about two months to maybe three months right so yep. um for now yep. Uh, because I understand that um, there are some restrictions like um, you mentioned previously and probably over some of the media is that contractors now can have to take turns to, to go in. I mean, different subcons have to take turns to go in, right? So um, for, for this kind of project, let's say if it's like a three or four bedroom condominium resale, um, what is the, the best time frame right now planning forward towards phase one and phase two? Like, uh, will, will it still be like two yeah. months plus another oh. four weeks or something? Yeah, so, so I will add that that um, we coincide with what I shared earlier on. If it's a standard timeline of, say, two months to two months, uh, do, do factor about uh, three weeks to four, four weeks extra. Yeah, because uh, as part of the safe uh, measures to restart, uh, is um, re recommended, I would say mandated, uh, you know, that mm. uh, at any one point, uh, there should be only one team of uh, trade to be in. 
So as opposed to previous time where, where you can coincide to have five trades, six trades altogether, but now because of uh, avoiding, eliminating any cross-contamination or not, I would say cross-passing of this uh, potential uh, uh, you know, issue. So so that, that is really the things have to go sequential. Mm. So definitely the timeline would be like, so again, mm. back to that, it's uh, probably a three to four weeks extra uh, to factor all the crucial Right, right. Because that, that affects uh, usual home buyers because probably some of them are currently renting at the moment or they're during the transition phase. Maybe they're staying with their parents and stuff. So I, th- I think having known the timeline from your end will, will definitely help everybody to plan uh, better. I mean, uh, not to mention, I mean, for rebuilding, I mean, let's say if it's a landed property, somebody uh, is planning to tear down and rebuild, definitely this process will be much lengthened as well. What, what, what do you think for landed properties? Yeah, I think definitely so, definitely so. Uh, for construction uh, projects, rebuilding A&A, this is a whole level of uh, compliance again. Mm. So renovation in the comp- in the realm of this application is the easier route. When you come to the construction site, there's a whole host of uh, SDO, SMO, and uh, the, the, the regime that's involved will be much, much more. So, mm. so I, I will again uh, factor in uh, whatever the timeline that uh, we agreed on based on the scope. Uh, do factor a good at least 20, 20% more extra buffer. Right. Factor that. Um, yeah. Again, the, the, that part for uh, rebuilding for construction works, uh, the supply chain will be will be much affected. Again, because the quantum is larger in terms of the area, the, the element, the building element, the items. So again, the bigger the impact item is, you are expecting the lead time, the people involved, the logistics involved, the installers involved will be will be magnified. So factor, I would say 20% extra time buffer mm. for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think th- for this um this this season, I mean definitely this this impact will probably drag on for a little bit. Uh with with the, the safety um measures and safe opening and stuff. So I mean this is something that everybody will have to uh get used to, I I, I think. And um, yeah, maybe let's let's uh, head on to today's uh, topic, right? Talk, talking about chartered surveying. Uh, what is what is sure. chartered surveying, Jake? How 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 do we how do we understand <laughs> okay. this from so, uh, so a this layman? Is, yeah, a right. Layman. Uh, this is a little known uh, uh, profession and the whole industry. But this uh, the importance and the the usage of a chartered survey is very prevalent in the UK and Scotland, which is where it originated in RSES from Scotland. So the whole idea of it is that being a charter surveyor, it represents the highest standing, the qualification in the built industry. So within the built industry, there are a lot of divisions of expertise. It could be feasibility studies, it could be valuation, project management, uh, a lot more other stuff. Yeah. So so at the end of the day, um, this association, they want to recognize that being the pinnacle of the expert domain knowledge and how you exhibit the domain knowledge to then execute the works out in the ground yeah mm. so so for myself i specialize in two ways one is the building surveying portion as well as the project management portion so and in in terms of uh, how this uh, uh, charter surveyor can come in we, we call ourselves yes uh, building surveyors uh, building surveyor okay uh, how, how really yeah building surveyor so it sounds a bit yes uh, uh. so how the uh, charter surveyor can come in really is that uh, there are three stages how you really can be very effective one is what we talk about pre-purchase pre-purchase 
So pre-purchase is the fact that uh, before we invest in any property, in Singapore especially, property is a key asset and, and we're talking about uh, you know breaking the millions and so on and so forth. So we're we are thinking that you know, before you make the big ticket item, a charter surveyor which is familiar with all the construction sequences, I wouldn't say all, but a majority, the key ones and the important, the critical ones, be involved, head down, see if there's anything that is non-compliant. If we talk about landed, so we can immediately, we can spot certain non-compliance mm. or we can spot certain inherent issues that may potentially tantamount to something greater to rectify that. Or it could be also meaning that there's certain encroachment, there's certain uh, deep-rooted issues. So if we, if we can flag it out, I think to a home buyer, potentially we can identify these issues uh, it can then translate to uh, you know other other means of uh, measure like uh, negotiation in pricing or anticipating the renovation budget are uh, meant for that. So so that the pre-purchase portion will be useful in the essence. Right. Yeah. In the on the same note for pre-tenancy, uh, so some uh, commercial landlords and uh, clients also touch base with us. We also have this uh, so-called pre-tenancy survey. So yeah. So before you rent a premise out, uh, mm. be a home, a landed office or not, you, you take note of all the things, you document it down in a very professional way on how we do a, a building surveying, and you have a very thorough report. So you minimize any ambiguous uh, portion, you know, you do, I do, you know, who do. So at the end of the tenancy, it proves that hey, there is this report there, and then mm. everything has a baseline, so it's easy to document this down. So so yeah. um, talking so about this the, is the tenancy, before. right? Is, is it usually... Uh, um... Uh, is this service usually used by the landlords or the tenants when, when just on what you mentioned, the, the pre-tenancy report? Yeah. Typically, it's the landlord. Typically, it's the landlord. Typically, it's the landlord. Yeah, okay. they, because I think they want to safeguard against any uh, allegations or any, any miscommunication. So usually, it's the landlord. Mm. Uh, so far, the folks that are aware of it are usually the bigger boys, uh, bigger real estate uh, firms and uh, bigger landlords. So, so they usually uh, want to make sure everything is watertight. Yeah. So mm. this is uh, the recommended one. Right. So you move to another broad level, it's after you purchase the house. So what's next? Um, so this is when a charter survey will come in, the building survey will come in to do as an external validator in terms of a project management uh, part. Um, we, we don't talk too much on the interior design and uh, contractor portion. Yeah. So share more on the building surveying portion. Mm. Uh, we notice the trend that folks nowadays, uh, clients nowadays are very, very savvy. They know everything on the inside out, you know, speaking of Canvas, Renopedia, they, they basically got the information on what they want. Uh, and pricing is very transparent. They are very aware of that. Mm. So they have the knowledge, information, they have the pricing, but what lacks is the execution. Mm. Yeah, so the execution portion. So now uh, the building surveyor will come in or Charter's building surveyor will come in as a project manager to say, well, for this kind of pricing, it translates to what kind of action to be done. So if it's too cheap, then the building surveyor will say, well, based on the industry trend, based on the methodology that it's doing, actually there's no way the pricing can be this cheap or this expensive. You, you mean you mean yeah? um so so it, you, it you mean like when, when I got a quotation from uh an ID and then uh mm. the charter surveyor can help me to validate is this like doable? Uh, are you talking about this this yes. approach? Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. So so it's like the, the this charter is, this surveyor is something that within uh the, the small fraternity folks are actually uh speaking to uh, to, to us and say, Hey, I got five quotations, uh you know. I, everybody has a different way of writing. Is mm. there a baseline or way of how to interpret this thing? Mm. So, so we actually help uh, quite a few bit of uh, clients that that they, they they really want a second opinion, uh, even to decipher. Hey, who, 
how come this is so cheap or how come this is so expensive? Right, right. Because because uh, I think one fear that a lot of people have when it comes to renovating their home is that um, the quotation might be one quote, but after they sign on the dotted line, they pay the deposit, and then there's like a lot of add-ons later on, which um, they they probably uh, did not foresee that it has uh, be- became uh, like this in the first place. Uh. Is, is this something that yep. um, this, this charter survey can actually cover? Yes, this is exactly what we are trying to find a gap. So, mm. so in fact, a couple of our recent examples that we did was that, well, the pricing is very attractive. So mm. we told the client, well, this pricing can be done, but only if they exclude a certain portion of it. So if you want to ensure it's watertight, uh, when you sign on the dotted line, do include to say that this step must be included as part of the deal. Mm. So as we advise them, as they proceed to sign with the other, uh, you know, proceed on with the next event. So then they recognize that, hey, their step was not included in. Mm. So they are able to identify certain pitfalls in that manner. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so that's due. So at the end of the day, um, I think it aims to really help the client make a better decision. We are not trying to undermine or, you know, uh, uh, disrupt the pricing mechanism, mm. but rather at the end of the day, the clients must be sure that the money they are paying for is a value Okay, got it. Right. Mm. So, so you you mentioned yep. pre-purchase. Uh, that's where chartered surveyor come in. Uh, pre-renovation mm. after the purchase is done, you guys right. come in, and then the next one is like after yep. after the renovation or something. Yeah, the next one is the after. Uh, we again don't talk about the, the negative negative part first. The after I usually do a validation of the work done, validation of the work done. So more often than not, uh, you know, we, we consider 80% of people will be happy with mostly of the items. So um, when we are happy with the work, usually the charter survey won't come in. Mm. Uh, but there are also some times that you needed a second opinion to come in to say, well, if this is the spec that was mentioned, if this is the material that was quoted, can you come by to do a validation on whether is it correct? That's mm. the first tier. Then the other tier would be that, well, in terms of the methodology, are you, do, are you doing in a secret, uh, correct sequential manner? You know, whether is it from a top-down approach, whether is it the waterproofing is done in the correct screening, the base code of painting, is it correct or not? So there, there will be some more deeper, uh, I would say, scrutiny on that part. Mm. So that's 80% of the folks. Uh, usually that will not tantamount to a building surveyor services. Mm. Uh, the other 20%, I would say, is the more unfortunate cases where the builders or the designers or the contractors um, are being are being uh, are challenged by the homeowners. It could be the other way around, it, vice versa. It could be the other way around. Mm. So that's when they need a second opinion to come in, uh, right? To take things in a more professional level. Then uh, at the end state is uh, remediation, mm. or it could be end state into be litigation, or it end state could be just uh, to a to a court case. Yeah. So so again, we have been involved in a different capacity. Mm. Um, the the fact is that um, because of the complexity of the building environment, there are so many traits. There can be sub-traits from uh, wet works, tiling, carpentry, porcelain, painting, superstructure, structure. There are so many. Mm. But for to the eyes of the court, uh, they can't be talking to 10 or 20 different subcontractors uh, for all cases. So it's a norm in, in practice to say that, okay, I only want a single joint expert. I only want a single expert. And this expert... Uh, can only be a building surveyor, which has an appreciation of all the different subtrades all combined to one. So I may not be the expert in, say, waterproofing, in tiling, 
but I understand the relationship with one another and the lack of one or the other that will impact the rest of the substrate. So this is where I think the building surveyor comes in to give a very independent uh, expert witness uh, report. Then with all these facts, then the judge uh, you know, will make a judgment call, will make the fair assessment on what's the impact to the, to the plaintiff or to the, to the other folks. Yeah, so this is where the mm. pre-purchase, post-purchase and post-completion for renovation that you will come in. Right. So um, if I'm hearing correctly, uh, this will definitely extends to all forms of properties, right? Like, um, does it extend to HDB properties, condos and landed, all three forms of properties or even like commercial properties and stuff like that? Uh, is there a restriction to what kind of properties uh, charter surveying can be applied to? Uh, there's no form of restriction. Uh, it straddles across all form of uh, built environment. It can be home, HDB, condo, landed, offices as well. So it can mm. straddle across all property types. Okay, great. So I, I think this is really good information because um, I, th I think a lot of people don't even know about the existence of this kind of service. So so what, what you're trying to say is that charter surveying is like a, a personal advisor with the the consumer throughout the, the whole renovation process or maybe if let's say somebody's rebuilding a, a, they bought a land they want to rebuild a landed home uh, that is where you guys come in as well right? Mm. So uh, on that part yes but lesser of that because on that note already uh, when we talk about rebuilding definitely the whole QP uh, panel has to come in your PE mm. has to come in your architect has to come in mm. so most of the time uh, these, are, these are taken care by the QPs but building surveyor will be coming mostly at the built environment. So meaning there is something there, uh, the be before and after. Oh, yeah, most okay. of the time is the built environment uh, already. Not 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 uh, specifically more for the rebuilding purposes. Right, right. Built environment means that is the brick and mortar is already done. Is is more of the the, the yeah. renovation and stuff. Enhancing a bit of ret retrofitting, renovation, uh, the cost, uh, validation. Yep, mostly okay. on those parts. Great. So, um, advise us like um, how over the, the past years uh, has this been very popular with consumers and um, usually how many people use like on a percentage if you have, I mean, if you don't have, it's fine, but uh, has it been very popular that, that consumers use this kind of approach? Yeah, uh, I think the recent, I would say three years, it has mm. been picking up. Uh, it's always by word of mouth because they don't even know the existence of a surveyor. And and uh, I will always mention that the surveyor it's a very unique, uh, unique, unique position where it ha they have to know in in some way the theory, mm. uh, but it can only be sharpened with the ground hands-on knowledge. So mm. so it, it takes a, a little bit of both. You can be very good in academic, but if you are not on ground, you may not know. While well, somebody on ground, they are very good in doing, but they may not know the compliance. So so it's a very unique blend. So I, I guess uh, we are also very lucky and very privileged to. to this position so the pickup the takeout rate is more and more mm. uh we are taking we are seeing both ends are uh, more aggressively so meaning the pre-purchase portion as well as the post uh, renovation part uh, but that is not so something to shout about because that's usually tantamount to a dispute resolution solution where right. our opinion our comments has to come in to <laughs> to be used by either parties so but more on the pre-purchase portion uh there are a lot more significant uh, take up for for pre-purchase for landed property because mm. as we all know, landed property is scarce and it's a high value asset uh, item. Mm. So they are usually, uh, you know, one thing or second opinion to come by. So having a contractor is fine. Having an ID is fine. Everything is perfect. 
So uh, the challenge is always that the ID contractor or the other professionals, they are able to know one facet, but the other facet say on the execution, the compliance, the costing, the repercussion. So somehow that the little parts, uh, the building surveyor can fill in those gaps. So I think I would say that uh, over, over the past couple of years, uh, we are seeing every year about a 20%, 30% increase for, for folks who take up for landed property purchase. Right. Landed property purchase. So it's a pre, pre-purchase uh, uh, site survey. How about, how about for, for private apartments and, and for public housing? Like is, there, is there an increased trend of people using, using charter surveying service? Uh, for those are usually for the middle and the, I would say the second stage and the third stage, more of those stage. Okay, more uh, again, of, uh, I think the quantum, uh, you know, when we talk about purchasing a two, three, four, five million property, um, I think the, the opportunity cost, uh, again, the uh, opportunity cost to purchase a uh, lemon, uh, I think it's more, more heavy on that part. So mm. for homes in condos and HDB, a lot more are uh, engaging us for the validation process, which is the middle part. They have a lot of uh, quotes, a lot of proposals. Right. They want to validate hey, which one makes sense or not. Right. Yeah. So right. This is when we come in, we give a verbal, give a simple uh, watered down, uh, I mean, a more, a more, a more, I would say, palatable report that right. the home buyer right. will understand. Right. And, and the other part is also on the dispute part. Lah. Okay. So coming with a defects checklist, that is also coming out quite a fair bit. Okay. Right. So how many charter surveyors are there in Singapore? <laughs> uh, there are again, as I mentioned, charter surveyors. They are uh, mm. the the bulk of them are charter surveyors for for land survey, mm. for area survey, for valuation. Mm. So they are surveyors. They are also under a broad category of surveyors. Okay. Yeah. So I would say um active building surveyors. Right. Uh, they are probably less than ten in Singapore. Active building surveyors less than ten. Yeah. Right, and, and so, how how does how does somebody get get certified? Like, you know, how if let's say somebody wants to engage a charter survey, how do they know that this person is certified? Like, what does the government recognize? You know, in terms of certification and, and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So Singapore, that in RSCS, there's a uh, Asian headquarter. Uh, mm. So it's also RSCS SG dot org SG. It's uh, they they have HQ in Singapore. They have office in Singapore. So what they, they did it nicely is that on the HQ registrar, they list down all the surveyors in Singapore. So oh. if you go and go, uh, scroll down, they are able to see these surveyors. So how, what does it take to be a surveyor is that it's, prob- it's, a, it's a long journey. It's probably like what a chartered accountant, uh, chartered insurance agent, you know, along the, 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 the form of training. Mm. Uh, as a baseline, you probably you need to be involved in the whole trade for close to 10 years uh, with a good documentation log with a mentor taking key roles in the company, uh, basically doing very in-depth uh, case Ground studies right. to, to exhibit that. Yeah. So having done your, we call it the APC, lah, you know, the professional route training, uh, once that is done, um, you have to go through a series uh, of interviews. Uh, so, so before the whole COVID and the whole setup was that every year they will schedule four interviews. They will fly down the uh, UK, Scotland uh, assessors and you will sit in front of the panel to have an interview on all your projects and case study. So again, once that is done ready, um, the evaluation is done, then they will inform you of your, your, your results. Uh, so once that the, the thing is done ready, you'll be given then your certification and, and then yeah, you'll be recognized under, under Singapore that RICS uh, Charter Surveyor 
yeah so you'll be recognized under that already so so singapore what you're saying is that singapore only re, um recognizes um chartered surveyors from rics which is royal institute of chartered surveyor which is a, a uk yes. certification yes right that's right yeah it sounds right. it sounds very very stringent right. it sounds like it's very very difficult to, to yes, get it, it. Right. And I think the combination of like having like 10 years experience before you're awarded this certification is really um, a, a form of validation that, you know, that the, the experience will come into play, uh, not just theory, it's also experience, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. So if, if we are not working in, a, in an environment, you basically have to do a lot more uh, documentation you know to be under a mentor for two years write the journal and the logbook so mm. th there's a lot of preparation logbook which is i think the the way forward and this is the way it should be done that uh, the person holding the the title should be able to represent in a very uh, comprehensive manner on the whole built environment so mm. so I, I agree on the stringent uh, requirements and i think it should continue this way right so um I mean, as, as, let's say as, as a consumer, I think one, one key question is always like the costing involved to, to mm. engage a charter surveyor. Mm. I mean, based on what uh, I've seen so far, it's like this, this person will be like my, my advisor, right? So it's an it's a advisor with an objective right. professional point of view. Um, so it safeguards my interest right. as a consumer. So how much does it cost? Let's say, for example, let's say somebody bought a $2 million apartment, right? And it's a resale property. Right. Uh, they need to do probably maybe like two hundred thousand for renovation, and um maybe right. they will only get a charter surveyor for the the middle portion, the validation. I mean, since they are going to re-renovate everything, right? Mm. So maybe they are getting someone right. in for the validation. Usually, what is the range of fees involved? Like, does the range of fees mm. curtail among the size of the apartment? Um, is it usually mm. this way or is it like the length of the, the project and stuff like that? How, how, how does the fee ranges? Right. Right. It's a good question. So um, how, how usually the methodology of the pricing is, is usually based on two factors. Mm. Uh, number one is the area, the GFA, because that will be seen how much leg work that uh, potentially the charter surveyor has to embark on, yeah, the, the GFA. The other is the contract sum. So, so these two tie hand in hand with one another. Yeah, so as a very broad stroke, right? Uh, so if I'm just doing a project, say 1,002 square feet, uh, uh, project value, yeah, again, back to your, so back to your, back to your example, it's about 200,000, two mil. So uh, when we talk about this kind of quantum, um, so the, uh, assuming again, we have to validate, um, say three quotes. Mm, yeah, let's say three, three to five quotes, quotes or something. Then to help with, yeah, say five quotes. Now. Okay, say five quotes. Then we, we want to uh, execute in the project management. So to validate the quotes itself, uh, usually the amount of man hours we take about like, to this, to that, it will quantify to be, to validate per quotation, it's about $200. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Then to execute the project management portion, yeah, to, it's about to anything from two to 4,000. Yeah. Right. Again, depending on the complexity, whether you're importing marble from Italy and you know the whole, whole list goes on. Yeah, so so at a very high level, it can be as uh, as, as cost effective as a couple of hundreds just to validate a number, or it can be very intense of uh, X percent of the contract sum. It can be as simple as that, you know, say one percent, two percent of the contract sum, just to make sure that things go in hand. Right. So so you say that uh, it, it yeah. can be like probably per per quotation validation is about two hundred dollars, so maybe five quotations about a thousand. Mm. And then the other part that you talk about project yes. management is that um, the 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 part of 
meaning like handling the entire project, is it? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. So because now the, the, the trend is that homeowners want to get themselves involved. Mm. They, they basically solicit, they, they connect with all the 10, 12, 15 subcontractors. Right. Uh, so which also means that they are the paymaster to their respective subcontractor. We are seeing quite a fair bit of trend now. Uh, though on my on my perspective, I would recommend that because I feel that uh, this trade uh, is taking can take quite a fair bit of time. So leave it to the to the folks, the professional to do that. Um, so what we do is that we try if we talk about the former where the folks uh, the homeowners want to interface with the with the with the vendors directly, mm. then we'll come in to tell you that okay, this is the time when the aircon should come in. Mm. Well, this is the time when the partition man should come in. Now this is the time the parking man should come in. So we will come into on that part. But if no, you are already awarded and appointed somebody, uh, you want then uh, a surveyor, a building surveyor to come in to execute the whole project as a project manager, yeah, right. with your nominated subcontractors. And that's that's a different skill altogether. Oh, that's I see, I see. Okay, so so it's like so, if if mm-hmm. if I need somebody in the middle to handle all my subcons, then there's a, a project mm-hmm. management kind of quotation and stuff. But if let's say if if I yes. really I'm I'm intending to appoint an ID firm that does everything. Then uh basically right. it would be more of the, the validation portion, right? Correct, correct, okay. correct, Got it. correct, correct. So on, on that note, then we were just coming to say, well, this amount is definitely reasonable mm. and this is way. And we'll be involved in the sense that uh in, in the whole communication chain, so meaning in the WhatsApp group or whatnot, uh if they are pointed out that this is the sequence of work. If again based on our domain knowledge, well, this is this might not be the best way. Uh, politely, we will give some suggestions, and maybe this is the way we can better it. Uh, on on the way we do it, mm. of time scheduling. Mm. So what are, what are some of the the um maybe if it's if it's possible, maybe just you do do not have to code project specific. Maybe just some case studies, right? Uh, if let's say we are talking about right. um an apartment that has been very well renovated, and then somebody is paying a premium for it. You know, maybe the, the bank valuation for this apartment right. is like two mil, but because of the renovation that's so extensive and it's very recent, maybe in the past three years it has, it has been beautifully done up. Um the the buyer is gonna buy it for like maybe two point two million dollars above valuation and stuff. So right. um right. what does uh what are what are probably some case studies that you have seen before or personally handled before that uh because of the involvement of the chartered surveying work, um uh, mm. there, are, there are things that the owners have prevented um, and probably may, maybe they are still going ahead to buy it it's just that they have foreknowledge of mm. what is being expected in, in terms of the condition and stuff so and, and what do you guys do like you know when do your guys come in like before the owner make a before the buyer makes an offer uh, usually is it the mm. time that you guys come in and then you guys take a look and stuff like you know how, how do you handle that kind of um, right, situation right, right. Yeah, this is a very good scenario. So um, I will just cite one of the, the case study that we did. Uh, again, no mention of uh, names and whatnot. So this is a purchase of a very nice uh, landed property. Uh, again, in somewhere in District 19 or so. Yeah, so the, it was a beautiful uh, two-story uh, terrace. And, and uh, the client has, uh, the prospect has, uh, has very grand plans. Uh, it was very nicely renovated. Uh, a lot of very nice oriental Chinese China uh, product and very high-end parquet oak wood material, all very very good stuff. So so when when the minute we go in again, this is a one-time uh, so pre-purchase uh, 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 visit. So 
prior to the visit, the client already told me that he has prepared the check to give to the seller already, already prepared. So he just wanted a second opinion to ensure that uh, we're on the same track, everything is fine. So as we went in, uh, we, we excused the, the seller agent to be waiting outside. So we went in and walked one round uh, to validate. So immediately there were a few things that caught my eye. So, um, but to the intended buyer, everything is perfect, it's beautiful. So after we went in, I, we, what we did was really we, we are using our laser pointer and you know, we point out to the, to the cloth area on positions. So after we're done with the visit, uh, we went out of the premise. I highlighted to the client with a few things. Say that client, if you notice the, the bedroom and the toilets, uh, the level difference is not normal. It, it's not normal. So again, to, to, to a buyer, they say, this is nothing, one, no big deal. One. So I said that you remember the laser pointer which I pointed to you, uh, which, which, which I didn't find the level difference, but when it associates to the wall, there was a very distinct uh, patch line and a crack. So they said, there's no big deal, there's nothing. What? So I, then I explained a bit further to say that this property, there is a sinking issue. Mm. This property, half of it, the first one third is recessed and sunken, sinking in. Oh, so wow. They said they didn't notice that. So I point out to the second laser point, the, you know, the, the image that I showed them is that if you notice, uh, because of this sunken thing, the front porch, the whole cantilever car porch, is sunk one side already. Wow. And there are strict watermarks coming down. Wow. So I said, well, this is a beautifully done place. Mm. But because of soil movement or any other uh, external factors, mm. in order to regularize this to ensure there's no leaking issue, no wall issue, no other issues, you probably have to spend a couple of 100K to, to, to regularize this. How, how do you regularize uh, so this? So I think... I think how, how do you regularize oh, oh, right, this? Let's say if I'm the if I'm the owner of this house that is sinking, right? Yeah. How, how do I how yeah. do I, how do I solve the problem? The, the correct way is to cost to engage the PE already. Engage the PE. They ensure that your foundation, your slab, uh, your ground beam are all well catered for. You have to do your uh, soil and you know soil tests and everything. Tests and all qualified. Make sure there's no external factor. And if the structures are not sufficient, you have to brace it. You have to add in. Wow. So this is basically ripping out whatever end finishes you have it inside. So, so at, at that point, I really pointed out to say that hey, this is cannot like this is this these things were tantamount to this approach. Uh, so how it impacts uh, the the agent or impact the sale was that they had that in mind already. So whatever they intended to offer, they lowered by by a certain amount. So, so but in the end, so they, they still bought in a way, it. The sale didn't go through. Oh, they didn't go through. Okay. What? It didn't go through because they said that, well, in order to rectify this, this is the amount I'm going to incur. Right. So, so which is why I say that um, this building survey is a very uh, integrity versus <laughs> uh, salesmanship kind of uh, gray line. Right. So for us, we are guided by our virtual and the integrity that um, we, we need to really point out the facts that will affect the livelihood and lifestyle and the safety portion. Right. So as opposed to salesmanship, you know, da 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 da. So, uh, so this is a case where the sale didn't proceed because they anticipated that wow, this is the amount of work to make it work. Right, right. So that is the example. Right, mm. right, right. But I believe definitely the the client is very thankful that this has been spotted, right? And uh, right. yeah, and I right. think uh, as per what you mentioned just now, in terms of opportunity cost, because the lender probably is a larger ticket item, and the amount of rectification that has to be done sometimes is is really um to a large extent. So it's, it's very, very 
well intended for this money to be spent on on the the pre-inspection, right? So so let's say if it's like a a semi D land is about maybe mm. about four thousand, right? Uh, or maybe three thousand five, four thousand right. built up, maybe six thousand. Uh, usually, how much mm. does the pre-purchase evaluation cost in terms of the 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 inspection? Mm. Understood. So, so um, we we offer a few uh, two distinct in a way a mode lah. Mm. Because uh, many a times when people buy right, it is probably at the stage where they are ready to give the check already. Most of the time, it's this way already. They are ready uh, to give the check. So yeah. they want a very quick assessment. They don't have time to wait for a full report. Correct. Uh, so that is the again the eighty percent of the people. So um, that one we will give a very quick verbal run through. Okay. Quick verbal run through. Okay. So, that that amount really are uh, to walk through the whole premise for six thousand square feet. We probably take about uh, two hours, one and a half, two hours. Mm. So that verbal rundown or description or everything, it it is ranges again from four hundred to six hundred dollars. Really mm. to just walk through and tell you what are the immediate pitfalls. Okay. But uh, some folks is that okay after saying, hey Jake, still give me a full report. I want to at least document it down. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if you want a report, uh, usually it's about thousand two. Okay. With all the things listed down. Based mm. on uh, a seen basis and uh, based on whichever date we conducted the visual inspection, right. yeah. So 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 that is the range uh, From a verbal, it can be anything from four hundred. For a written inspection with a sign off, it can be thousand two hundred. But again, this is a visual. It is non-invasive. You don't use equipment to punch through or whatnot. It's just a verbal. It's based on visual experience and 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 stuff. So so I would say safely. I mean, right. if it's a semi, it's below a thousand five for this. Um, pre-inspection to be done just to safeguard your interest right right so um yes that's right okay so so uh talking about the the case that you had right for for landed property uh how about for apartments like were, were there any case studies if any uh for apartment basis like like yeah leaking issues and stuff like that apartment apartment basis and uh no for pre-purchase no but it's more of really the middle portion where right. they, they've done a certain renovation they want to validate whether is this the Material, the specs that was quoted. Mm. Yeah, it's more of mm. those no pre-purchase. Again, I, I think I, maybe I think... A, a huge factor is the ticket item uh, for the purchase of the property. Plus, plus probably like strata properties as as MCST. If if there's really leaking from external wall and stuff, the MCST can 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 help with that, right? So um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it will also be be very useful to to maybe share like uh, your. Uh, because right now you are currently an adjunct lecturer, right, in BCA Academy, right, and uh, mm. I saw that you are like a resident surveyor with absolute inspection, right, and uh, with absolute right. inspection, I understand that uh, those 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 guys or probably some of your your friends or partners, they they do inspection checks for properties that are TOP already. And what what is your role there? Yes. I mean, as as a firstly as an adjunct lecturer with BCA and then plus a resident surveyor, what what do you do there? Okay, right. As a young lecturer in BCA, I basically teach over there. Mm. I, I teach. So um, it started sometime in 2012. Uh, yeah. So I, I started uh, with, with my classmates, my old batchmates from anywhere. They, they were just saying, hey, Jake, are you keen to, to share your building knowledge and all those stuff? So I said, why not? I took it as a challenge for part-time you know, teaching. So one year led to after another, I enjoyed teaching. And uh, interestingly, uh, when I was teaching there, I, I think I was not a very good, uh, no, I think I'm a very good teacher in the sense that I always put challenge on, on, on the plate. You say that, well, if you ace this project, you're able to intern at my 
my company. Oh wow! You can uh, be the top in student. You are able to do a special project in your free time and you know, things like that. Being a challenge, mm. different challenges for them. So it turned out that a couple of them uh, really took the challenge out. They said, "Well, sir, I got the best in the class. I want to work during the holidays for your job." Uh, of course, all legit one. It's all Singaporeans and what. So again, one thing led to another. They took a flexi. They took a contract. Then eventually, it turned out to be uh, our in our new staff, uh, the junior director, junior designer. Then it progressed to a lead designer, and progressed yeah, progressed to uh, to uh, to really the the team lead for for the designing. So in fact, uh, within ZL, the lead uh, renderers, creator, they are all from BC Academy. Wow. So that okay. that some way while nurturing, it becomes a sort of like a, a talent attraction point. So oh, okay. And because of the fact that we are teaching on project management and technical drawing, uh, we are able to know the details of say how thick the plywood is, how much drawer offset you need to give, how much is your uh, finger groove, what is the typical thickness of a, you know the quartz table, and how does it interface? We we are more delicate in that respect when it comes to the construction sequencing. Mm. So that is then my involvement in the BC Academy part as the teacher, and then sort of like the uh, talent attraction point also lah to for for that for that BC Academy part. So for resident uh surveyor in China surveying is again also by stroke of chance. Uh, we got to got in touch with the founder of uh, Absolute Inspection. Uh, we we shared um very high level of uh, mission and vision to say that we want to make the built environment a better place. So again, by stroke of chance, we 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 had a couple of projects uh inspecting together, then um. We started conducting a few webinars, courses online for for real estate agents as well. For you know, to teach about how to spot defects, mm. uh, what are certain high level kind of compliance and stuff. So, um, we 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 got the rapport and we thought it was good. Then as things develop further, um, projects get a bit more sophisticated. Um, from the founder side, actually inspection side, they say, well, the projects are getting more and more sophisticated. Mm. They needed a charter surveyor to be involved. So mm. he he invited me to say, hey, why not we just you know be on the I invite you to be on the board of uh, absolute inspection. Mm. So when it comes to uh, cases and more complex solutions, uh, we can bundle together. Where um, absolute inspection side, they are really the the ground staff. They are really the people, the experts that conduct the search, mm. the the defects checking. Mm. Then for myself, I will come in to certify in a whole very high level basis. And to take the report and take the findings in in a more legalistic manner, in a more substantial manner, to take it further to other projects. So mm. this is where the arrangement and uh, the whole whole being and whole development came by. Right, and and how about like ZLC? I mean, your your main your main company that you're running day to day. What what are your your unique positionings? Because I understand um you guys have like your own carpentry workshop and stuff, yes. right? Like yeah. Yes. So what what's yes. some yes. of the things that you guys do over there? Well, thank you for giving me the airtime for, for this part, lah. <laughs> because uh, again, <laughs> well, um, really, ZL is my ZLC. Uh, is really our blood and soul. Three generations, whole, right? Is it uh, whole life? Right. Yeah, this is very family business. is It started from my grandfather. Wow. Uh, my dad. My dad is still very active in the business, and I'm now the third generation taking in charge. Right. So, uh, we are unique. The really unique part about us is that we are a heritage business. So started in one nine eighty six. So I think we've been through quite a fair bit of up and down. Mm. Um, over the years, I think we have built enough domain knowledge, the technical resilience, and and the the really the the weathering of the those un, uh, uncertain climate. 
So that is the part where it's very deep rooted. And this is more so during this climate uh, that uh, we have a lot of prospect of clients after going big round, they say, well, I still choose uh, ZLC because uh, I, I, I don't know whether the rest can survive. I say, well, thank you for the trust and definitely we are keen to serve you. And the unique part about that is heritage. And the other two, it's uh, really the in-house guys, the, the mm. in-house. We have our in-house uh, carpenter mm. uh, and the in-house colors. Mm. So this, if you combine the two, this is the biggest two uh, ticket item in any renovation. Right. The carpentry and the tiling, the wet works. Right. So this is within our in-house control. So quality, time and co- time and cost and quality. I mean, time, cost, quality, this, these three plays together. We, we are able to manage manipulate and manage it very very well i think this is the really really unique part about us right. yeah i think then the third part uh, or rather the fourth part that coincide with the overall thing is that uh, myself uh is a chartered building surveyor so it adds to say that well everything i do i'm very proud of it i, I cannot mess it up i cannot mess it up so i always mm. joke to my clients and prospects to say that if i mess it up my grandfather and you know will come up <laughs> from the grave so so it's, it's a fact that still now we, we stand very proud and are very very um, you know we honor what we say and really deliver what we, we promise so this awesome. is really the i would say the unique part about that yeah. yeah and I, I can see the 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 kind of passion that you have for this industry i mean usually when somebody has passion in the in their their own industry they usually want to have like a broader range um generalist approach well you have a, a a deep-rooted specialization but at the same time you contribute to to beef up the whole professionalism of the industry as well by being a surveyor by by helping out with absolute inspection and plus at the same time you teach as well to give back to to this particular industry um i have, I have one question i mean if because just now what we mentioned is the main users uh it seems like a lot of buyers uh probably like to have the chartered surveyor by their side when they when they go for renovation and purchase and stuff pre-purchase and stuff like that how about as a seller if let's say example if i'm selling my place i'm selling my place um and i want to probably just have an assurance for the buyers that comes in right you know like example i'm selling my lender property it's let's say a five million dollar lender property semi d or something and the buyers that comes in I, i want to have them to have a peace of mind Right? Am I able to engage a charter surveyor for the same kind of um, purpose? Uh, but this is a reverse approach now. I, I want to maybe yeah. have a report yeah. on my table. You know, it, When we talk about negotiation yes. stage, yes. offer stage, have a look at the report, man. It's, it's, it's all transparent and stuff. So have you had sellers engage you before? And how long does this report last? Like, you know, like for, for valuations. Right, right. Valuation is about a, three a months. Question. This is a really a, a super Superb question. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so, so sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Uh, so to jump to this is this is what we call a condition survey. Yeah. Mm. So right in the, from the Scotland, the UK portion, they actually have a very, very good guide on that to say that you stipulate all your conditions and you put it on the table and you 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 put it. Unfortunately in Singapore, it's it's I, I think it has not never been heard yet. Yeah. Right. And and it's still a very uh, fresh idea to have somebody to qualify your conditions, your state before you sell. So uh, we are qualified and definitely prepared to do that. Uh, mm. But as a matter of fact, uh, we have not done it yet because I think this idea, this notion of somebody uh, <laughs> is, is, is raw, is new. Right. And, and the other thing we just want to highlight, it might be a, it might be a chicken and egg thing is that yeah. um, many a times, again, because then the property is very scarce and a very valued property. So most of the folks is that over the years, they enhance value over it. So mm. be it doing an awning, be it doing extension, lean on, fact, anything, yeah. So 
uh, on the contrary, by having a surveyor come in, in <laughs> it might identify things that you might not want to identify. It might open up a can so of worms. It becomes, yeah, it becomes like a double-edged sword instead. Right. So again, just for open discussion, this right, is... Right, right. I mean, I mean so, so this is like a totally new market that no sellers have ever thought of, right? Um, but yeah. I, I think maybe if the seller just want to know it for themselves in order to see what kind of probable objections that might come up along the way of the marketing. They could do it for their own. I mean, it's not necessary yeah. that they have to put it on the table, but it's probably for their own foreknowledge as an owner. Like, you know, how has my landed property deteriorated over the years? You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but I guess probably nobody yes. wants to spend, yes. spend, spend that, that money on the report at this point in time. Lah. But yeah, I was just thinking like, hey, right. you know, what if I'm an owner and I want to do it and stuff. Um, so, so you mentioned your, your key audience is mainly buyers and also landlords because landlords are, are concerned about the condition of their place two years or three years later after the tenancy, right? So um, well, is there also a rising trend of landlords doing that? And, and usually for landlords, what kind of properties do they do that? Is it also landed properties? Yeah, for landlords, they are mostly, uh, I would say those... Uh, commercial uh commercial black and white houses yeah so oh, wow. so okay. they are mostly still geared towards the residential side right okay so the larger larger properties in a sense okay yeah all right. great yeah I, I think um this this uh session has been awesome jake thank thank you so much and and i think we want to open up to some questions if we have any questions so if uh you guys are tuning in uh i'm with jake uh the director of zach lc and he's also a chartered surveyor which is one of probably the 10, uh, 10 to, I'm not sure, 10 to 12 chartered surveyors in Singapore, which, which is, um, they are qualified under the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveying. And uh, if you have any questions, just uh, key in the comment section, whether you are with us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, Jake is happy to answer some of the questions. So uh, maybe Jake, while we're waiting for some questions to come in, um, where, where do people find you? I mean, like, what are, what are some of the platforms that they can find you, find out about your services and stuff like that? Right. Okay. So we are all on the common uh, social media uh, platforms, mm. uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, website. So you can check us out, ZL Construction, uh, just one word, or Instagram, ZLC underscore SG. And uh, we have a very good uh, board also on Pinterest, ZL Construction. You can check us out on that as well. So these are the usual norms. We, we are all there. All right. Okay. So maybe one final question, right? Um, what what do you think are some of the renovation trends um coming up in the late twenty twenty and twenty twenty one in terms of the style of renovation if you are talking about apartments or uh I mean mm. private apartments and HDB and stuff, what what is the some of the renovation trends that uh you're seeing to be very popular or is, is upcoming? In terms of the right, team right. team of renovation. Well, I think right, the in terms of the the mode of uh renovation first uh just even before the theme and all those i think the way the business is going to be conducted is very very different now so because of the circuit breaker uh, digitization came in and uh, online uh, video conferencing coming in so so this is going to stay no matter what this is going to stay so uh we expect a lot of uh, online consultation online site verification online briefing to your carpenters online briefing to your plumbers to, to that yeah uh, so this is how the mode of the whole thing, the transformation has to be done. And and uh, in fact, for our company, a lot of our peers are all doing it already. 
in terms of the trend of the industry, uh, I would say that the few is to get back to simplicity now. Mm. Really, the few is to get back to simplicity now. Um, because of the onset of uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, people are more prudent in spending. Mm. So the bare necessity are still going to happen. So meaning your base grid, your tiling, your floor, your kitchen, your waterproofing, your toilets, uh, carpentry, standard ones, water are still going to be there. Uh, but we talk about a little bit more stretch, uh, playing a bit of creativity, you know, nice uh, timber ceiling, feature wall. I think that will taper down quite a fair bit. I would think that that will taper down quite a fair bit. Mm. Um, the whole simplicity, the zen uh, feel, it's, it's the practicality precedes the aesthetics now more. Right. Yeah, this is also when, this is when, also when uh, ZL has a slight edge in the sense that um, I have my idea, I know what I want to do, I just want you to execute out. So this is really the, the trend that we are seeing now. The practicality, um, no frills, more of that, mm. fast free. Mm. Maybe investing in, in more solid furnitures and stuff, but in terms of the fixture and fittings, probably they will, they will make it to be more minimalist kind of style. Uh. That's, that's what you're mentioning. Yes. Okay, yes. right. Yes. Great. Awesome. Awesome. It's been great having you, Jake. Yeah. Um. Thank, thank you so you. much for for coming on on a Wednesday, twelve p.m. Uh. I think it's it's really great knowledge to for us to understand more about charter surveying, and uh, also, uh, this is before the purchase, um, before the renovation, and of course after the renovation. So, uh, these three portions actually, uh, if you have uh any needs when it comes to renovating your place, or maybe just before you buy a a big ticket property item, uh, you can engage a charter surveyor to help you with your having an objective point of view and advisor by your side just to, to spot out some of the things that you might want to know. Uh, you might still be definitely going ahead with the purchase, but it will be good to know as in what is to come, what's the potential amount you need to spend to rectify those kind of issues mm. and stuff like that. So um, it's been wonderful to have you, Jake, with us. So if you want to find out about, more about Jake and his company and his services, uh, do um, click on the link below. We'll, we'll insert the link when we uh, post a replay version of this next week as well. So you can get in touch with Jake, ask him any questions and stuff like that. I'll leave it to you guys. So thank you, Jake. Thanks for coming with us. And uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we hope everybody stay safe. Have a great week ahead. And uh, thank you for tuning in with Property Brothers so far. So good. Take care.